Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Oliver here. Oh, thank you for having me on your show. So awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. Come on. I ain't telling you don't screw. Screw is cool. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. Come on. Come on. You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out here as they can get. the Talk to Q radio show tonight. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight, we are discussing being hood rich and the Confederate flag controversy, as well as getting to a new Rihanna clothing line. But before I get started, let me do a little show maintenance and explain how this show works. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Now, unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, celebrities, and more. This show is very informal by design because my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at talk to q There is a live tweet chat that's going on now, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then move on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live tonight, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. 
T2Q Radio Show number 491 starts right after a word from Search For It Here. I'm sorry, right after a word from Liquid Life Diet Drops and from The Crystal Show. Congratulations on your decision to achieve a healthier lifestyle and seek optimum health. It's a noble and wise goal that will help you live a longer and healthier life. Liquid Life Diet Drops are made from high quality and completely natural ingredients that work along with your body's natural processes to help you feel better. Our product is non-homeopathic and in liquid form. It contains no hormones and is 100% safe. It has a very pleasant taste and is sweetened with stevia. Liquid Life Diet Drops has a variety of health benefits. Not only do they make you feel great, they also support maintaining weight and weight loss if you need to lose a few pounds. Please contact us at www.liquidlifedrops.us if you have any questions. We are here for you and your success. It's your browser on the tip of Firefox, Chrome, Safari. Get on it. Get on the Crystal Show right now. I am Crystal Hickerson, and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show. There's too many free meals out here, folks. I want the cheddar biscuits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to be nice. We're going to talk. We're going to get real down and dirty. Hi, guys. My name's Bessie. You're on the Crystal Show. I didn't call for you to make fun of me. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you and a little bit at you. People say, well, don't talk about religion and politics. I say right. yes. Talk about it. Talk about it. Because what do you want to go to, a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't like her. I mean, how how old are we? What grade are we in? One man, American, crime, wave. Because the feds knew. Y'all gonna have to come back and that's going to be a whole different show altogether. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Make some noise. 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 All right. My thanks to Liquid Life Diet Drops. You can locate them at us and The Crystal Show, which you can find on thecrystalshow.com, Thursday nights at 9 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio. All right. We'll go ahead and get into the topic. 347-202-0215. For those of you that are into rap, especially if you're into Southern rap, you've probably heard of this group called the Big Timers, right? They had a song called um, Still Fly, if I'm not mistaken, that was the title of it. And they had lyrics like, you know, Gator booze with a pimped out Gucci suit. Ain't got no job, but I stay sharp. Can't pay my rent, cause all my money's spent. But that's okay, because I'm still fly. Now, of course, I could have just played a clip of the song, but I wanted to sing it. Now, some of you recognize the song, but it basically talks about, despite the fact that there was little money to pay the bills, there was enough to look good and fool the world. Now, most people think that being hood rich is limited to just the poor communities, but that's not the case. The middle class is the most notorious for living above their means. We'll discuss that tonight, but let me go to the phones and travel to the 248 area code outside of the Motor City of Detroit and bring on Crystal. Crystal, what's going on? Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. Okay, you're familiar with the song, aren't you? Yes, I am, and I like the way they sing it. <laughs> um. Okay, go ahead and take a shot at the host in the first 15 seconds. Let me go to the 850. 
to the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, and bring on my man, Buck. What's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? How you doing, Crystal? Hey, Buck. All right. I was just going to be You did all right. You did all right, Blaine. I know you a little off-key, but you did all right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I should have put more into it, but, uh, well, then again, I should have just downloaded it, but um, I could have put more into it, but, uh, you know, you know, what can you say? I'm a talk show host. I'm not a singer. You did, you did all right in the, in the pinch. So we'll, we'll take that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Anywho, um, I'll start with you, Crystal. Just first question right out the blue. What does hood rich mean to you? What does the term mean to you? Well, that means that um, just because you live in the hood, <laughs> that um, that means that you still can look good. You can look, um, you can have nice clothes, you can get your hair done, your nails done, everything big. <laughs> yeah, well, hair, yeah, that's what that is. Uh, whatever. And um, you can, uh, sometimes you can get out your car and, you know, have big screen TVs or whatever, you know, that you want in your house. So that's okay. kind of what it means. <laughs> now, Buck, we all know that, like Crystal said, you can have all of those things, but there are going to be some things that get left out, like maybe paying the light bill, maybe paying your child support, uh, maybe just paying your car note. I mean, why do people ignore some necessities in order to just look good? Because, you know, they're trying to fake it till they make it, you know, basically. I mean, you have a, you know, when you're living above your means, you know, you're trying to impress other people. And the people you should be impressing are the ones in your house, not the ones outside the house. So, you know, they're trying to, you know, do things on the creep and all that kind of stuff and trying to have the best-looking flat and get a shack that they're living in that ain't worth $10,000, you know, but you got a brand-new ride outside. You know, you got brand-new clothes on, but your kids don't have clothes. You know, they got, you know, hand-me-downs or they got raggedy stuff on or they don't have a coat on when it's, you know, 25 degrees below zero. I mean, they, you know, living outside their means trying to impress others. Okay. On Facebook, fellow Scorpion, excuse me, fellow Scorpio, Tiandra W chimed in, and she said, "Some folks do it just for Facebook likes, <laughs> and that may be the truth. Facebook likes are valuable to some people, but um, yeah, Buck is all about the appearance, you know." PJ Extra chimed in on Twitter, said, "You know, hood rich is about getting paid and going to the check cashing place and spending money foolishly, and." Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is, you know. And but some people just seem to do it like it's no big deal. And Crystal, I mean, what's your take on it? Why is it more important for some people to look like they have money instead of actually working towards having money? Well, I mean, um well, why is it important? I guess it's yeah. it's not so much that um it's when you don't have you grown up with nothing. I mean, okay. and you, and you, you get tired, you know, you get really tired of looking like shit all the time, and mm. living in your crummy house and buying, buying, you know, driving, excuse me, your crummy car. So, and plus the crummy car, a lot of times I know people talk about new cars, but 
the crummy car is not going to get you back and forth to work half the time. You spend more money on a piece of crap car, so you, instead of doing that, you decide, well, I'm just going to take a, you know, a note, and then I'm going to have a car that I can depend on. Um, but I guess the bottom line is really, yeah, it is the right thing to do to uh, pay every single bill, you know, and um, live within your means, which would probably mean you can't live at all. You probably need to be living with somebody else or, you know, back at your parents or if you have that, mm. and or in the shelter or something. I mean, if you're literally living in your means, you literally, that's how it means that you're living on the street. Um, so you just do what you can. I mean, you and, and every now and again, you know, you want to feel like human. So you fucking decide, okay, kids, we're going to go to KFC. <laughs> we can't afford that, but we're going to. Oh, wow. You know, KFC. or you say, Whatever, you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you broke, KFC is is major. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, or or whatever, you know, you decide. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and buy that those shoes, or I'm gonna go ahead and um, get a new purse, or um, whatever, or get my hair done, or I mean, it's like, can I have something? I mean, damn. You know. So, I mean, I felt that way before, and um, many times. And um, you know, I'm sure that people, you know, they they that's one of the reasons. Now, of course, I know what you're talking about is really over over even over that. But I think that's what the basis of it is. It's like I'm just tired. I'm tired of I'm tired. <laughs> that's all the way I can explain it. All righty. <laughs> Sorry. <Okay. laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> well, no, it's a good explanation, I guess. That's like it came from the heart. And so, Buck, uh, do people who are hood rich actually understand the value of a dollar, or do they just not care, or, or do they not have a clue? I mean, what do you think the mentality is there? Do you do you think they actually know the value of a dollar? It depends on the situation. I mean, I'm quite sure that, you know, there's some out there, I mean, it's, you know, that's all the above on that particular question, simply because there's some people that understand the value of a dollar, but they also want to make sure they have something for the dollar that they've earned. Like, for example, you know, like Crystal said, I mean, sometimes, you know, you work so hard, and then you, let's say you got a Saturday night off, and you want to make plans to go out with your, you know, with your friends or whatnot. You don't want to go out in the same clothes you've been going out with that you had 10 or 15 years. You want to get something new, something fresh. So you go out there and go, even though you probably can't afford it, maybe you got, you know, you think a little money coming in, so you go ahead and make that sacrifice to go out there and get something. You know, because you work hard, you go out there and get, you know, get new, get a new fly outfit and go out with your, you know, go out with your buddies or go out with your girlfriends or whatnot. And you understand the value of a dollar, but you want to, feel like you're doing something for yourself. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you're just paying the bill time, you, you want to kind of break up the monotonous, so to speak. Now, you do have some that really don't care about the dollar. they just going out there as soon as they get it. You know, they they may have vices, like they may be on alcohol or drugs or something like that. And as soon as they get their check, they go spend it in two or three days, get, you know, getting hot. And then, you know, they out there 
after those after all your money's gone, then they back out there trying to you know they big barn and stealing. And then you know the other the other aspect of it is some of them just don't care. I mean, some of them just do what they want to do. You know. I mean, but, so but I mean, just based on what I'm hearing from you and Crystal, though, it almost sounds like. Y'all are describing people who may splurge now and then, but for some, this is their lifestyle. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there is. I mean, there is a lifestyle that, you know, somebody they want to have that 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 glamour. You know, it may be coming from, you know, listening to rap music or something. They see these boys out there, you know, with all these big rims and booming systems and stuff like that, and they want to have that. So they think they're rich by buying that. Because that's what they see on TV, or just you know, see on music videos or hearing music. So they right. don't do and that. I'll, think, really. I, I'll get into that. I'm actually, but let me let me start here with social media, and go back to Crystal three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show brought to you by Liquid Life Diet Drops. Uh, Crystal, does social media influence more people to be hood rich? With the numbers of photos that we see of clothing, shoes, cars, etc. Um, I you know, I guess. I mean, although when you take a picture, the clothes may not necessarily be yours anyway, and it could be your girlfriend's, you know, clothes that you're putting on, and you're taking a picture with that. Um, you know, when you go into the club, you swap dresses or whatever. Yeah. But um. So, you know, because what you see in someone's picture is not necessarily, well, it may not be there. You know, huh? we believe everything. We believe everything we see on Facebook. Well, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I think a lot of things, probably what you're speaking of mainly is like <clears throat> trips and stuff like that. When people are going out on trips and when they are, um, you know, taking their kids to to this or or you know, whatever, or having a party, then they take pictures of that or when they're going out to a club. Um, so I think that um, that could influence it because it's just another mm-hmm. audience, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting your hair done, your nails done, your uh, eye, eyebrows and stuff like that, I mean, professionally done. So those those kinds of things, yeah, they do contribute to it. Um, so it definitely could, yeah, because you have a wider audience and just people – just around you, so yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, a wider what? Audience. Okay, she's so proper when she says audience. I just want to hear you say it again. Uh, (laughs) Wow. That New York accent. And, Buck, I mean, what do you think, man? You know, on social media, I'm seeing people posting bottles of this expensive liquor that, you know, top shelf liquor, they're posting, um, oh, my baby got me some new J's today. I mean, does that kind of influence people to be hood rich because, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. You don't want to be the one person on social media who has lame lame gear and doesn't have fun. You know, I think it does. I mean, because, you know, social media is so much a part of our lives in a day-to-day basis. I mean, I think, you know, the ones that are on social media all the time, you know, posting things, they see things, you know, it can influence you. Um, but, you know, the kind of influence hopefully that it will do in, instead of, you know, being hood rich is actually doing something to become rich. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you got, you know, family and friends or whatnot 
that is show offs, but at the same time you got people out there that's actually doing the damn thing. And you know, they don't they're the ones that don't post stuff on Facebook very often, but when they do, it gets your attention. And if it gets their attention, maybe you'll call them and find out what they're doing. So therefore, you know, maybe it's something that you can do and make you better, you know, as a person. So but unfortunately in today's time, you know, that's not the case. You know, they see something and then, you know, they think they can go out there and go get it. They can't afford it, and they get out there and you know, you know, miss a bill or something, and then you know you're living with your lights off or your water off or something like that. But them you shoes know, look good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know you're running down to the gym to take a damn shower instead of taking it at home. So. It just hey, as long as like you that. have a, as long as you have a 24-hour gym membership, you'll never be homeless. But. <laughs> All right, so, Buck, to kind of get back what you were saying earlier about TV and music and all that, how does the influence of reality TV and music and all of that have on people who want to be hood rich and look like the ballers? Well, the the kind of influence that it has on it simply is, I mean, this is entertainment. And this, this goes back to things that we spoke about, you know, weeks ago on the show. We as individuals, we as parents, need to make sure that we, you know, teach our kids and tell them that this is entertainment. Our parents, when we were growing up, we saw something on TV. We knew not to believe it because we knew it, we knew, we look, looked at TV for the entertainment value. Well, somewhere down, you know, we've dumbed ourselves down to the point. Now, we don't, you know, most parents don't do that anymore. So when you see something on TV like that, you automatically think what what you see is what you should be doing. And that's not always the case. So, you know, it's up to us to make sure we're doing our jobs as parents to make sure that they know that this is entertainment and this ain't real. You got to earn it. You know, you got to teach your kids the value of a dollar and make sure that they don't go out there thinking that, you, you know, you if you want to get those nice rims, you can't go down to Walmart and, you know, work 40 hours a week and expect to buy them, you know, $1,000 rims. You know, you got to make sure you put a roof over your head and things of that nature first i give you an example. My niece that's just turned 21, who's had some issues this year, she decided that she was going to move out. And I said, why in the hell are you moving out? You don't even have a car yet, but yet you're going to move out into an apartment. Well, that didn't last long. That only lasts two months. And I asked her back at home. And she goes, well, I think I'm a, if that wasn't good enough, she goes, well, I think I just need to move away and just start over. I said, start over? I said, look. You're 21, and I said you don't have the rationale of a 21 year old. I said you don't. I said you're definitely not ready. I said if you don't have your own transportation, who the fuck gonna take care of you to work? I said you're expecting your mom to carry you to work because you live close. But once mama get to work, she she's not obligated. Once you move out of the house, she's not she's not obligated to carry you anywhere because you grown and gone. Vehicle first. Put some money back. Get your vehicle. And then plot, you know, plot moving away at that point. I say, if you don't have a car, you don't need to be moving. So, okay. I mean, just got to have common fucking sense. I agree. Common sense plays a huge role in it and parenting. In the chat room, the conversation said most putting on is to impress the opposite sex. The rest is to make people jealous. And I definitely agree with that. Um, but, Crystal, like Buck said, you know, Buck was trying to teach her priorities. Now, I grew up watching, you know, 
rap videos and everything, and there were a lot of cool things in the videos that I wanted. You know, when I used to, when I'm, I remember watching um, "It's Funky" the the uh, "It's Funky Enough" video with the DOC and NWA, and they had the black LA Kings cap, and I wanted an LA Kings cap. However, I mean, I, I was well, I knew how to save up and get that stuff. You know, I didn't have to have it immediately at the expense of my car note or something like that. So, I, I mean, is that? Just me having common sense is that my are my parents responsible for that? I mean, how how do you think a person develops that mindset to put priorities first? Well, many many ways. Um, you know, for you maybe it was your parents, um, and the way you were raised, things you watched around you. We learn from community. We, I mean, our community within our in our home. Um, sometimes you could see parents who don't take care of money very well and you grow up and decide, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make sure that I have, you know, money. So, so a lot of things can influence a person and they, a lot of it also goes into their personality and how they take in information that they receive. Um, and it, you just could be a very frugal person just by nature. So there's yeah. many things. I mean, I don't think there's a formula to say, um, well, if you grow up in this type of family or have these types of things or someone taught you this, then therefore you will be a great person. No, that's really, unfortunately, that's not the case. There's a lot of things that influence what a person does or does not do. Um, but, you know, I think for you that it was probably your seeing your parents and getting taught lessons and you realize this is what you're supposed to do and in order you have this first and then you, you save your money and then you get what you want. Okay. And I think part of it was just, you know, basic parenting. I also think part of it was um, my father's side of the family. Those are some of the stingiest guys I've ever met. So I had a great uncle. Um, he passed away in the 80s. And he was so stingy that when he passed away, first of all, I have no idea how much money he had pinned to the inside of his pajamas, right, when he was at the hospital. Um, second of all, when they were cleaning out his storage room, I think they found like eight grand out there in his storage room or something. I mean, he, his, his, his wife, my aunt Juanita had, had not bought furniture since they moved into that house, probably back in the fifties. Right. I mean, just same furniture. And I remember the week after the funeral, my brother and I took her to Kmart. We had a local Kmart. And she bought, like, close to $800 worth of stuff, which, you know, essentially is the entire Kmart when you think about it. And I've never seen that much money in a person's hand before. I mean, I was probably, you know, 15 years old. That's the most cash I'd ever seen before in one spot that she was – but, I mean, it was the first time she had ever been able to buy anything because he was so stingy. You know? yeah. And I think that type of stuff was passed down. My father is generous to us as he is, but he's stingy with things for himself. Like, if it weren't for my mom, my father would have been wearing the same clothes he had when he was in sixth grade, you know, because that's just who he was. And so I do think that it's a little bit of everything sometimes, and I, I agree with not it's not one determining factor. But uh, let me stick with you for a second, Crystal, and ask you this. Uh, Hood-rich guys are very successful in getting women. I mean, of course, they wouldn't do it if it didn't work. 
So how can a woman know what's real and what's not? I mean, I understand that some women just don't care. But for those who maybe think that, okay, this guy looks like he has something going on with himself, how can they determine? Oh, well, that's pretty easy. <laughs> okay, clue, um, clue the know. people out there. Clue the ladies out there. Well, first of all, it's just, okay, just because a guy is all, you know, decked out and everything, you look at a guy and he has, you know, really expensive clothes. First of all, you have to look at what type of clothes does he call expensive, you know, number one. Uh, Then you have to look at what kind of car he drives. Now, he may have all the best of everything, but then you have to think, okay, so he has all of this. So that means, you know, you're counting up the bills going out the house. Oh, that's less money for you. So then you say, okay, he has kids. Okay, all right. So they don't live with him. Okay, so he's not. He's single, but um, so that's child support. Okay, so that's you know. Less <laughs> You're money doing basic you. math. <laughs> so nice. then you think about where does he live? Okay, so he lives he lives in, alone in his apartment or home or whatever. Okay, and. Uh, whether he owns the home or not, okay, if he owns the home, well, you know, that's equity, but, you know, that's still a mortgage <laughs> payment. Then you think, okay, well, if he's renting, sometimes renting is better depending on the situation, but you have to dig deep to get into the situation there. And, um, or it could have been a house that was given to him, like, you know, someone died or something. So there's ways of, of figuring out what's going on. Then you have to think about, okay, well, then what do you do for a living? You know, and um, so you add up, okay, well, a person who works, you know, say he works in all, he's a manager at an office. Okay, what office? So, what, you know, so you look at that industry and you kind of figure out what, what he's probably bringing home. And then you see that there's a lot of money going out, you know. So you can figure it out. Women who who care about that kind of a thing and who are paying attention can figure that out pretty quickly, especially with, with a guy with what um, – things that he says, things that he doesn't say, et cetera. And um, then you have to make sure the house is actually his, that he actually lives there. Hell, it could be somebody else's house. For all you now, know. How would you do that? Oh, you can look around. You go to the bathroom. You look in the um, bathroom to see, what's, uh, uh, see what prescriptions are in there. Much. You no, had it for no. a minute, but now you get, you're doing way too no, much. No, no, that's easy. It's uh-uh. so easy. And you just look around. What pictures are up? What's it? It's so easy to do that. And women do this all the time, okay? We just don't tell you about it. But we do this all the time just on a general basis. It may not be about money. It could be about anything, you know? How many kids? He doesn't say, he didn't tell you how many kids he have. Okay, well, let's look around the house and see if we see any pictures of any damn body. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> that is that is something else. That is something else. Very extensive. In the chat room, um, the conversation said, when beautiful women stop dating dudes with money, then the hood, uh, the hood rich trend would change and yeah but realistically that's just not going to happen let me go to the 601 area code the magnolia state of mississippi and bring on my man eminem eminem was shaking hey what up q what up radio world all right eminem uh crystal is basically tossing people's houses without a warrant but uh i mean how do you think women can figure out if you know a guy's well let me let me let me flip the script uh, you have some women who try to floss, you know, and they're not really hitting on anything at home. So as a guy, how do you know when a woman is legitimate as far as what she looks like she has 
as to as far as what she may really have in uh, reality. Um. Well, one thing that I look at. Well, why? Well, I take that back. This is a pretty hard question for me because, other than a woman's physical appearance, I really didn't care about looking at anything else. But if uh-huh. I were okay. to make the assessment of it, um, the car she drives, or if she drives, but if if she drives the car, you know, it's almost like uh, you know, guys just hanging and. Uh, was, you know, especially in this this area, or whatever. You see somebody pass, and the chick got like a, a big suburban or something with a, you know, high five system in it, some rims on the shit like that. Well, the assumption is, okay, that's probably not her ride, even though she rolling in there every day. That's probably not hers, you know. Uh, uh, I, I guess that would be kind of a a giveaway for a chick that. Got look like she might have a little something, but she probably unemployed. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. the the thing she has that's nice, other than what she's physically wearing, tends to be somebody else's shit. You know, most of the time, a, a dude is not going to be in some kind of little uh, or some little cars, leafs, and shit like that. You know, uh, <laughs> especially if he's a dope boy or something. I mean, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, if he doesn't want to get arrested, he needs to be in one. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If he's slanging, but I mean, but I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I'm assuming that a hood rich girl is not going to be more of a professional woman and all that. So, you know, I'm just trying to characterize what a hood rich chick is. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah. The, the car she drives, um, certain places she may solicit. You know. Or eat at or something like that, but it, it, it'll never be with friend girls, with, with with nicer places. It'll always be like somebody else picking up the tab. Then you could tell, yeah, she ain't got shit. She she doing it. She might be doing it big, but she don't have nothing. You know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's see. On Twitter, PJ Extra said uh, about you, Crystal. You was he was saying that uh, you're a straight auditor. <laughs> as far as your skills, yeah, dig um, that. Let me go uh, through these bills and see who name it is. <laughs> right, right. She said he said he ain't mad at you, but um, I, I mean, I think you have to to do your homework. All right, now I'm I'm not necessarily advocating going to search for a deed or anything or whatever Crystal was talking about, but I do think you have to do your homework and, and see if the person is who they say they are, if you're looking for something long-term. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting someone with some stability. If someone has a little swag to them and that turns you on, I mean, I, that's wrong. I mean, I think some people want to make you feel bad because you may like someone because of how they're dressed or before, uh-huh. because of the car they drive or something like that. That's not bad if, if, if that's, I mean, don't get me wrong, that's the only thing that motivates you, then that's a problem. But just because a person has something nice doesn't mean you're bad for liking that person. So, but you do, you know, you don't want to be in a situation where you're getting fooled, you know, to where all of a sudden this person is trying to stay with you because they really don't have a place to stay or that really is their their roommate's place and not theirs. Or you find out that's their mama's house and their mama's out of town, you know, or something. So, I mean, you have to ask questions. I think communication is definitely the key. 
you want stability, if nothing else, because um, stability is very important in relationships. All right, going to take a quick break, and uh, I'll be right back in about a little after 30 seconds or so. He roams the northern wilderness without benefit of a coat. He can stop a speeding train single-handedly. He can dribble a medicine ball. And yes, he can slam a revolving door. He is the most exasperating man in the world. I don't always listen to music, but when I do, I prefer blue-collar glomeration whose music is available on all sites and apps. Stay rockin', my friends. Hi, I'm Vanity Strokes of strokingatmidnight.com, and you're listening to the Toxic Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Yo, all right, my thanks to the um, Blue Collar Glomeration for that, and to Vanity Strokes, who I got to meet when I was in Toronto a couple of weeks ago. Very nice and attractive young lady. Got to hang out with her a little bit, eat a little Caribbean food. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio show. No experts, just opinions. Discussing being hood rich. A couple more questions left on this topic, and I'll go back to you, Buck. Um, Buck, you know, being hood rich is not limited to the younger generation. Um, you know, it's something that's been done for decades. Is it better now than it was back in the day, or has it gotten worse in your opinion? It's gotten worse simply because of you know everything that we see. You have we have more outlets to see things. So you know with TV and social media and things of that nature, cell phones and internet and all that kind of stuff. So you see more things. So with that being said, you, you're constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses instead of trying to pass them. You know you think you know when you buy certain things that you're right there with them. You know. You an example. I see these young kids. They go out here and buy used Cadillac that you know the rich people got rid of many years ago. But they go buy one. They throw a set of rims of them. They think they're just as just as, you know rich as the ones that you know had it ten or fifteen years ago, and they're not. Um, you know they get pulled over faster. <laughs> so, but you know the bottom line of it is you know you got to be in order to be you know if you want to be rich, then you got to you got to do more than just appear to be, you know, you got to strive, strive for it, do it, and then once you, once you get to that plateau, you got to, you got to maintain it, and, you know, we've all seen, you know, the ones that, you know, have money, and then all of a sudden, they don't have shit, so, you know, it's, you know, one, one thing to, you know, to accomplish it, but it's even harder to maintain it, and that's what you have to understand, damn all that fake shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dre chimed in on Twitter, and he was saying, I'm a way to find out if a person is who it rich or not. He said, let her ask him about a 401k or an IRA. That will shut it down quick. <laughs> yeah, someone who's who it rich doesn't know what that means. If you ask them for a 401k, they think you're talking about jewelry. 
So that's probably true. And uh, but Crystal, what do you think? I mean, you know, people used to floss back in the day. We, we've seen the seventies black exploitation movies where the guys had the Cadillacs and the nice clothes and all that stuff, but they stayed in an apartment, an apartment the size of a Toyota Corolla. I mean, so is Hood Rich bad, worse now than it was forty years ago, or is it essentially the same thing? Well, those guys you were talking about were pimps yeah, <laughs> and yeah. gangsters, you know. <laughs> so that was a, you know, that was a smaller part of the population. Nowadays, though, I guess with the um, onset of electronics, you know, for one thing, um, making sure that you have the phones and the iPad. You can't just have a phone. You can't just have a computer. You got to have an iPad. You got to have a phone. Right. You gotta have the regular computer and you gotta have a laptop. So, um, if you don't have all of that and it must be the newest of it. And you must have the best game the game consoles. Um, you know, they're coming out new every year, so you gotta have an X one or maybe a PS four. And then you have to have so you gotta have all that and then you have to of course you have to have the services to provide all that. Of course. Um, then, um, as far as the car, you know, depending on if you're a female or male, then you have to kit it out a little bit and whatever. You can Sometimes you can even buy cars that are already kind of kitted out, but that's not mm-hmm. good enough, really. That's factory. Then, mm-hmm. um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's worse now because there's so much more now. Um, and even back in the day, tennis shoes, seriously? <laughs> you know, Converse. You know, you were good. Now, of course, they're called Chucks, whatever. But, you know, it's like, you know, they, you have to, these cost so much money. I was like, these are the same motherfuckers I bought 20 years ago. But then now yep. they're like 100 and something dollars. So, yep. yeah, it's different now. It's different now, and it's more, um, it's more expensive for the things because the designers and um, the businessmen have figured out that these that you're stupid enough to pay for it. will pay, yes, you know, double, triple, what's what? It's just a pair of jeans and a fucking t-shirt. But um, I'm gonna charge you two hundred dollars a pop. So it's yep. stupid. But yeah, so it's worse now. Absolutely. Okay, I think I agree with all of that. I do. And on Twitter, the Empress chimed in and says, "If anything is way worse now than it ever was in the past, in my opinion." So she agrees with you, Crystal. And uh, I also got to meet the Empress when I was up in Toronto. All my Toronto people chiming in this evening. And uh, so Eminem, overall, man, when it's all said and done, how in the world do we rid the world of the hood rich mentality once and for all? What can possibly be done? Eliminate social media selfies. That That's what's pushing it. To the next level versus back in the day. Back in the day, you know, you had these people stunting, you know, wanting to act like they, you know, was a pimp and all that kind of shit, you know, faking their front. But now, you man, everybody, dude ain't sold one record. You know, you stunting like you some kind of balling out rapper and taking pictures in the club and, you know. So the the social media just got it on steroids. That's that. I don't know if somebody mentioned that before I got on the phone, but but I think that's the that's the catalyst for the explosion of you know. Uh, see, at one time, Hood Rich was simply 
applied more so to a female on welfare who basically never worked to get government benefits, but she dated pretty much like, you know, multiple guys specifically, you know, drug dealers and, you know, one nigga did her hair and the other one, you know, kept her, you know, uh, nails and shit did. So at the end of the day, she looked like she's top notch, but she ain't have a damn dime. But now with social media, you got guys more involved. You know, now you got, uh, you know, like I say, everybody trying to put on the impression that they have more than what they do have. You got, you know, teenagers taking their whole McDonald's check and, you know, breaking it down and, you know, you know, trying to make a fan out the money like they balling out and all that kind of stuff, just taking pictures of it. And, you know, you got broke niggas going in the club, you know, making it rain, uh, trying to make it look like they got it like that because everybody got to have the pick. Because the picture's worth a thousand words, and the picture's also worth a thousand lies when it comes to being hood rich. And that's what the problem is. Your ass ain't got shit. You know? Mm-hmm. But you own these pictures like you got it. Right. And as long as there's a market for Instagram, and I like to say, I mean, of course, you know, all of us benefit from social media. I mean, um, you know, I, I have yeah. when I finally got into it. But at the same time, there are more people stunting now than in all of our experiences growing up and being young adults rolled into one, you know, multiplied by ten. It's that bad. Yeah, it is on steroids for real. That's a good point. And the conversation says that envy drives a lot of this behavior, and I believe that that is a lot of it. People don't want to sit back and see you shine and get all the glory, so they try to one-up you, you know. And uh, that's just what we do. But, I mean, I, I don't go to nightclubs or anything anymore. But I remember the last time I went into a nightclub, that's when Jabo jeans were really popping. And, of course, Jordans have always been in style, you know, pretty much all my adult life. And um, I remember going into the club, and I remember I actually noticed. It was so just in your face. I noticed three or four guys that had on almost the exact same outfit. They had on the same Jabot pants. They had on the same Jordans. Uh, same cologne. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, I mean, now, shirts may have been different. But I'm looking like, okay, y'all are in the nightclub looking like y'all in uniform. You know? I mean, it was just that noticeable. And throughout the night, I was noticing, you know, that, uh, okay, I'm one of the few people here that look like somebody else. You know? Oh, y'all look like y'all at a family reunion the way y'all dress. And <laughs> So it, it just got ridiculous, you know. And people always preach about, oh, I want my individuality and all that stuff. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, y'all are basically just looking like twins up in here, like y'all some kind of dance group or something. And um, But they're just trying to keep up with the next person mm-hmm. and everything. And um, on Twitter, PJ agrees with you, Eminem, saying you're preaching right now. Uh, talking about people on social media are, are killing the game. And, uh, yeah, or have killed the game, if you ask me. Uh, so it's, it's, it's sad as far as how social media has really just boosted this to another level. And, like I said, the hood rich mentality is not reserved to poor people because there are a lot of people in the middle class 
who try to, you know, act like they're more than what they are as well. Um, and oh, yeah. it's, oh, you know, and it's a lot harder <laughs> a lot of times on the middle class because if you're middle class, that means you're working to have what you have. So that means there's more pressure to work and pay bills as opposed to yeah. poor people who may not care, you know, anyway, depending on the situation. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, man, it's it, 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 it's it's so funny because uh, I know I had to school somebody one time on some shit, man. I said, look, man, you wasting all that time buying all that shit. And, you know, some old cat come over there, come right behind your ass, and, you know, he keep this bitch lights on. He ain't got to change his attire at all, you know. Yeah, you ain't hitting on nothing, you know what I'm saying? So That's true. You know, yeah. Uh, that's true. Uh, you have to learn how to be a shark. You know, everybody can't be a shark and a pit bull. Okay. Uh, you're on <laughs> land, you're a pit. You're in water, you're a shark. You know what I'm saying? You know how to go after the prey. Uh, okay, now. Oh, oh on man. Twitter. Damn, my bad. My bad. My bad. I'm I'm, I'm getting on to a, a whole nother show there. My bad. <laughs> uh, on, on Twitter, PJ Extra said, too many dudes acting like chicks when it comes to their quote-unquote style. They need to yep. cut that out. Especially them NBA dudes. Mm, okay, interesting take. But um, all right, well, if you have any final thoughts, you can save that towards the end. I want to move on to uh, one more topic and talk about all this surrounding the the, uh, the Confederate flag um, in South Carolina and other southern states where it may be found. And you know, they made the uh, basically said they're going to debate if they should take down the flag in South Carolina. Uh, today in Alabama, they took down a Confederate flag outside of a Confederate monument where they had Confederate soldiers, so that was kind of kind of odd. But um, Walmart has pulled all their flags from their merchandise. Um, even Dodge has stopped producing um, the General Lee Dodge Charger because of everything that's been going down. But let me start with a simple question first. And, Crystal, I'll start with you, and I'll go to Buck. Are you personally offended by the rebel flag? Well, um, yes and um, no. It is It's like a, it is a symbol. It has been used as a symbol of hate. Um, it's unfortunate um, for those uh, people who are, who live in the South and who are proud of their, you know, their culture there as far as the, con- the Confederacy. And, I mean, I, I know we want to put it like um, the Confederate and uh, we're, we're against uh, blacks or, you know, you want to make it where they're all, it's a hate mongering, but not really. I mean, um, you can't even, they can't even celebrate their history of those who died in those wars. Um and that's what the Confederate flag was was about. And then the it was used actually the Confederate flag was also used as rebel, just you know, like in the T V show you were just talking about. Um, it wasn't necessarily used in a hate hateful way. It was just you know, they had so it had different symbols mm-hmm. but the um like the KKK and others who have decided to use that flag, use the South as saying all everybody in the South hates, you know, blacks or minorities, period, really. Um, 
so you're lumping all these people into one, and then even the use of this flag is now, you know, you can't. Now they're taking it down. I don't even because I don't I don't think that taking down the flag really is um it's going to change anything. Um, it definitely didn't change anything when people started buying it up. Um, I wish I had thought about it. I would have started buying some stuff up too. <laughs> And then reselling it, um, but <laughs> that's a show. Oh, hey, but you know, uh, my thing is, it's not the symbol. It's it, it would be different if the Confederate flag was created from you know these types of groups, and and then they they you know wore it around. But it wasn't. It came from another another place, and then they just used it. So, um, but yes, it does represent hatred so that does of course as a black person that does stick with me and um but um to say you need to take them all down i don't you know i don't know i don't know i don't think that really matters one way or the other as far as i'm concerned buck what do you think buck biggity biggity buck no problem go ahead i got you Anyway, the the Confederate flag doesn't bother me. Um, now I understand where you know people feel, you know, just, you know, feel that it portrays a bad image, um, you know, for you know, because other groups have used it for you know in the, in the negative light, just like this kid did that you know did what he did over there in South Carolina. However, I mean, I've gone to NASCAR races and I see rebel flags, I've, you know. Grew up in Mississippi, Ole Miss used to have, you know, it used to be their flag. Hell, Pensacola, you know, city of five flags. You know, we had, we've had the flag debate too. Um, Mobile, you know, they took, you know, they dealt with that today. Bottom line of it is, is this. We understand, and we're in 2015, and maybe to a certain extent taking the flag down in South Carolina and some of these other states may help, but to just do away with it all the way, I don't think really is necessary because somebody out there is going to continue to make it regardless. And that's going to make it even, you know, it's going to make it, you know, they're going to fly regardless and buy it and whatever, even if it's sold on the black market. <clears throat> Taking the flag down is a start, but it really, that's not the cause of the problem. The flag is not the problem. And I think we're going about the issue of race the wrong way. Taking the flag down, you know, Get you, get you start talking about it, but we need to get to the root cause of it. It ain't the damn it ain't that damn Confederate flag. That's for damn sure. So, um, I think you're always gonna see it fly, unless unless you know. I know NASCAR is kind of they kind of tiptoeing around it uh, because you know they don't want to lose any fans. It's all about the money, just like the Redskins don't want to change the name. And the, this flag debate is actually brought up the Redskin debate. So I mean, seriously. It gets you talking. It gets people talking about it. But ultimately, taking the flag down from a from a from a city or anything like that is really not changing things. We need to get to the root cause of it, and that's that's you know this stuff is talk, and it you can, it don't matter whether it's a rebel flag, United States flag, or any other flag. As long as we keep teaching this bullshit, it's gonna be out there. Taking the flag down is only part of the problem, but it's not the problem. All right. And Eminem, so for the people who aren't offended by the um, Confederate flag, doesn't that mean that German Americans should be able to fly their Nazi flags? <laughs> 
And and that 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 was you took the words out of my mouth because that's exactly what I was gonna that's my point. And this is the same point that uh I brought up with some fellow um co workers when we had the the voting on it here in Mississippi, uh, back in oh one. Anything that's public cannot be uh displayed in the same manner as something that's private. It's no different than than uh taxes or anything else. You know, you can't say uh if you know um, South Haven don't get them, uh, the same thing as Harrison County or Hines County or Madison County. If it's state tax dollars, it's supposed to be even distributed. And the point is, is that a state symbol is is encompassing of everybody. Now, what what's flown at NASCAR or a private club or? Or or whatever. I mean, that's 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 everybody's business. It, it doesn't matter. But a a anything that's that's funded with state uh, tax dollars, which is literally the state's uh, capital and 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 the governor on down to your basic school teachers, even the janitors. Everybody money funds that. So uh, it, it's the same thing, just like. Uh, a swastika, and a lot of people don't know it. Hitler didn't invent that. The swastika was actually was a um, was an ancient symbol from um, that I think from ancient India, I think. But it wasn't used in that manner at all, and it was adopted. But because the adoption of it was so strong, and offensive to a certain sect of people, that you know, ain't nobody in their right mind want to publicly. Fly that now. If you in some kind of Aryan Brotherhood meeting, you can fly the shit all you want to, but you're not gonna put it over the, the capital of Montana. I'm just saying that's the that's just the viewpoint that um, that I'm on, and most of the politicians are starting to see that. You know, we're not telling nobody what to do on their private property or their house or whatever, even their car tag. But as far as a a a public symbol. A public symbol with public dollars got to uh, it, it can't be like that, you know. Uh, and my thing is, it, it doesn't totally address the problem, but it's a start. We always talk on the show about moving forward. Uh, l- let these white people, you know, take some steps to move forward because to see people on both sides of the aisle actually at least bring up the conversation of going forward, which is removing something that reminds you of certain things. I know we'll forget the first time I went to um, uh, Miami in the South Beach area. On the way back home, um, I guess around the Florida-South Carolina border, uh, right past Jacksonville, they had the biggest rebel flag I've ever seen. They had a thing on it. Don't forget you're still in the South. And that was really geared toward uh, northerners coming down to visit and, and, and vacation in Florida. Like, don't forget you're in the South. Now, that was done in a negative way. And by not having that shit flying on something public gives a whole different impression than some tobacco-chewing motherfucker putting something in their yard. They can do whatever the hell you want to. But if you're asking for my tax dollars, nothing that offends me or no other culture 
should be flying over something that represents everybody with their own damn money. So, okay, you know, uh, oh, I, I got this one right quick, right quick. I ain't, ain't going to take no time. Now, nobody black ever offended, but you see they took away that Hiroshima thing off the stamp that was going to get ready to come out because all them Japanese stood together. They said, oh, hell no. Nah. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't understand it's symbolic because it was historical, but they did not allow that uh, atomic bomb stamp to come out because it wasn't glorified. Oh, but, yeah, I think I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Everybody everybody can stand stand together on everything except black people. That's true. I mean, Jewish people are the reason why you don't see Nazi flags flying around, probably. Right. But, um, all right, so, Crystal, I mean, are your older relatives, like, you know, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, and grandparents, I mean, are they offended by the Confederate flag? Is is it totally a different outlook for the older generations? Because we seem to tolerate it. Well, it's... It's, you know, um, yeah, I'm sure, pretty sure that they they take offense to it, um, and um, I'm sure that there are. I mean, I don't want it around me if I knew someone um, who had the flag or a stamp, you know, a um, sticker or whatever. Then I would make them take it down. I mean, around me, and um, because it is offensive to me. But um, as far as um, I think as far as some of the older generation who have, who have literally gone through a lot more physically, I think that we have some of us. Um, then yeah, it's, it it is offensive, and I I agree with Eminem had to say regarding um when you're talking about the state, you know, capital and things like that, you know, a public building, if it does bring offense to a group of people, then you should definitely take it down. But as far as, yeah, your personal home, you know, or your personal car or whatever you want to do, that's you, and you can offend as many people as you want to, I guess. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's yours, your property. And then, because to me, that's saying, I don't want you in here. If you know what it means, and I think now at this point, a lot of people know what it means. I knew um, guys you know, years ago, who they really took that flag and they thought of it mainly as a, the sign of the rebel, mainly because of that show, you know, because, of you know, they had the Charger cars and the, you know, the hard body mm-hmm. cars. So it, it kind of went with that mentality or whatever. So they did it because of that. Um, and they didn't do it because of the racism. But now, you know, at this point, you have to know, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I like it on the car because I have a charger, and that kind of goes back to that. But that is a little offensive. I am kind of making myself look like a redneck or something, so I better take it down. You know, so people know now that one, you know, it's something that you can't have. So, but yeah, I think the the older generation definitely will feel a little stronger. Yeah, my father about. didn't watch the Dukes of Hazard because of that car. Um, I used mm. to love the show, but I didn't know anything, I you know, as an <laughs> eight, nine-year-old, you know. But, Buck, like I said earlier, Walmart has pulled its merchandise. Dodge has stopped production of the General Lee Charger, and Alabama took it down. Um, did the tragedy of South Carolina change the future 
of the Confederate flag as we know it? Are we going to start seeing it come down in multiple places? Because this is going to be up for a vote from in Mississippi again at the rate they're going. Yes, I do believe that uh, the tragedy in South Carolina did change the game as far as the Confederate flag goes. Um, simply because, I mean, you know, this kid had the river flags in his, you know, in his Facebook posts and things of that nature, in his manifesto, as they call it. Um, but like I said before, I mean, it, it's great that, you know, it's a debate and, you know, things are happening to get it taken down. And, that, you know, there's probably something that those generations probably – that would never, you know, never be taken down. However, it's just the beginning of what we really need to do. And, uh, you know, like I, I keep stressing that, you know, just because you take the flag down, that does not end racism. It just gets people talking. Um, so, you know, in, in that regard, it's a good, you know, we got to start somewhere like Eminem said, and like, you know, others have stated tonight. However, we gotta we got to look at the root cause of what the problem is. And we got to make sure this stuff is not taught. And that's where we really got to, and it, it starts with us as parents, as leaders, as dignitaries, school teachers, whatever. We need to make sure that um, we don't teach this kind of stuff. So, therefore, you know, we can put a dent in it. Because, I mean, just taking the flag down, you really, you know, that's putting a Band-Aid over the, over the real problem. We need to address it. We need to face it. And we need to make the necessary changes. But we got to also step up. We got to stop dropping the ball and pick the son of a bitch up and run with it, and uh, you know do what's really necessary to get this get racism out of the picture. All right, very good, sir. And you know I'm pretty sure if you go back far enough in history, you'll have some. If these people were still alive, of course they're long dead now. There'll be plenty of people that tell you at one time they thought the American flag was a symbol of oppression. Um, so sometimes it's all about perspective. It's all about experiences as far as what people go through but i know in the south if you ask someone my father's age he just made 74 yesterday if you ask him what what was going through your mind if you look in your rearview mirror and you see a, a rebel flag his story and his experience is going to be totally different than maybe um the story that we we could tell today so all right um I want to introduce you all to MallForAll.com. It launched in 2005 with to bring savings to consumers on the hunt for everything from auto parts to jewelry. For 10 years, the digital shopping mall has been a hub for discount offers from some of the largest chains in the nation, offering a plethora of products, now numbering over 90 million. Sellers include retail giants like Walmart. Reaching the needs of a broad marketplace, MallForAll.com offers 25 categories to choose from. Products include clothes, hotel accommodations, and airline tickets for worldwide travel, as well as food, hobby, household, and medical products, among others. For more information, visit MallForAll.com, and that's Mall-For-All.com. And thanks for being a sponsor of tonight's Talk to Q radio show. On Tuesday's show, we will be discussing May-November relationships. That's basically another way of saying you're dating much younger than your age group. What are the pros and cons? What are the do's and don'ts? We'll discuss that next Tuesday, June 30th, on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Brought to you by Liquid Life Diet Drops. All right. Final thoughts and... um, 
also have another little story to throw in, and you can comment on it as well. Uh, Rihanna has basically said that she doesn't want to be a role model. Okay. I mean, this is someone who rekindled a romance of, of a guy that abused her. Um, she's been quoted as saying, I'm, I can't really say I'm a role model. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to sell that. And, um, I mean, she has the bad girl image with the long nails, the gun tattoos, and things of that nature. She doesn't want to be a role model. She says she didn't campaign for that. Well, she has a new um, fashion line that's coming out called School Kills. Okay? So, um, a lot of people are upset about that because someone that has over 21 million Instagram followers, um, you know, probably shouldn't have a fashion line called School Kills because it's going to give people a negative you know, impression of education. And they're going to have, like, purses, tote bags, and all kinds of accessories. So, if you want to comment on that, the influence of her with something called School Kills, you can. You can also comment on the... Um, being hood rich, or if you want to comment and some final thoughts on the flag, you're more than welcome to do that as well. And Buck, I will start with you on the final thoughts. All right, great show tonight. I think we I think we covered a lot of ground tonight on all topics. Um, you know, starting with the hood rich. Um, bottom line, you know, like I said earlier, we need to start being rich instead of looking it. So. You know, I think we need to kind of go to, a, you know, we need to start taking an approach of where we need to, you know, teach values of dollars and things of that nature. So, therefore, um, you know, you can be rich financially instead of rich in material things. Uh, material things, they don't last long. So, you know, you got to have money to buy those things. So, you got you got to teach value of dollars, so, therefore, you can be rich financially instead of just in appearance alone. Um as far as the flag goes, and like I said earlier, you know, it's a start to at least talk about it. You know, let's try to get to the root of the problem and try to fix those issues and not teach this stuff, and that's really how you're going to get rid of racism. You know, it's a long road. you got a long way to go. Taking the flag is just the first step. But, you know, let's look at the root cause. Let's look at the root cause and see if we can try to figure this thing out and try to, you know, it's 2015. It's time out for the bullshit. So, you know, it's a shame that a tragedy like this, you know, start you know starts an uproar, and you know, you know now you're taking down everything, and you know, you really that ain't the, that's just not the way to do it. So, we got a long way to go as far as that goes. Um, as far as the last last topic, the one um, Rihanna in the closing line. Rihanna in the closing line. Well. You know, whether you want to be a role model or whether you don't, you really don't have a choice. Simply because when you're making this kind of money and you're out in the limelight, people going to want, you know, you're automatically a role model whether you want to or not. Doesn't matter whether you're a singer, doesn't matter whether you're a ball player, basketball, football, soccer, golf, don't matter. You're putting, you know, people put you on a pedestal. And they try to emulate you and emulate things that you do. This is a role that you must embrace. You may not want to be a role model, but you're going to have to be. So you have to take that in consideration when you're coming out with clothing lines, books, whatever you plan on coming out with, you know, sports drinks, whatever you decide, wine, whatever you want to do. So, Rihanna, 
you know, this is the kind of life you want to lead. You're going to be lead. This is the kind of, you know, you're going to be a role model whether you want to be or not. Deal with it. That's just part of being being who you are. Other than that, great show, great topics, and everybody enjoy the rest of your week. And, by the way, my dad turned 73 yesterday, and happy birthday to him, just like Quincy's dad turned 74 yesterday. It's kind of ironic they're on the same day. So, yeah, have a great night. All right. Thank you, sir. And um, in the chat room, the conversations gave a final thousand and said, racism will never leave the system. It will just change as it's always done. Went from slavery to Jim Crow and KKK, and now those KKK happen to be cops, judges, and business owners. And uh, that's true. And politicians as well. I, I mean, um, there was some politician in South Carolina, I can't think of his name, that basically blamed the nine victims for being shot. Uh, he said that out of they, they sat there and waited to be shot, that someone should have done something. And if they would have done something, then we would have had less funerals today. Uh, it was actually kind of sad to see this guy sit there and say that, you know. But, you know, he'll probably get reelected because people just vote by party lines anyway. Crystal, your final thoughts, please. All right, good show. Um, as far as Rihanna, um, she... Well, yeah, she's a bad girl. She uh, definitely flies by her own her own thoughts, and she's very independent in that, and I like that about her. Um, and I love her songs. She usually sings about what I'm thinking about. So, um, But I don't know about the school kills. Um, I know this uh, actually wasn't uh, necessarily her design, but... Um, she named her company, her new clothing line, that. And so I'm interested to see um, what it will, what, what the meaning is. Um, I don't think it's a good message at all. Um, basically, she was, you know, she looks like she's kind of gearing towards the fact that schools are not good and the education is bad and things of that nature is, is I think that's what her message is supposed to be. However, um, you know, kids don't know that. They don't know how to make those kind of um, analytical concepts of what, what school is, what school is not, and how, why is it better in some places and, you know, bad other places, et cetera. So all they see is school kills. So, And I can't see them allowing these T-shirts to be worn, which they don't allow a lot of stuff to be worn in school nowadays anyway, but um, for this to be worn in school. But... I don't know. I don't really agree with this particular name, so <laughs> I would have thought of something else to do. But anyway, um, that's Rihanna. The name is probably so, part of the allure. Uh, well, you know, she doesn't really need help much, <laughs> you know, in that. Um, um, like I said, I know she she took it basically from another designer, um, a young designer, but. But but she did make that decision to make it her trademark, so that's kind of odd to me. So whatever. And as far as her being a role model, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you can't um, you can't help. Unfortunately, these um, celebrities can't help from being role models. Uh, I've always told my kids when they were growing up that these are not role, your role model. They should not be looked upon as your role model. They are entertainers. Um, that's it. 
And now you can look upon what they do outside of their entertainment, if they speak out against something or whatever, then that's one thing. That's something else. But a just quick because they're an entertainer, no. Quick question. By by a celebrity asking you to dress like them by wearing one of their products, isn't that essentially accepting being a role model? Because no, at that point no, you're influencing no. people? No, no. That is business, okay? I have a name. I have a brand. My brand is pretty big. So let me open up some more businesses. And, but you're saying, um, be like me. Look at what I got. No, no, no. It's just like putting your name, like, okay, let me take Beyonce, put her name on a perfume or whatever, um, or you opening up a clothing line or whatever, and you you know, you have different clothes, whatever, like um, Kanye West or something. You have your shoes and your T-shirts. But um, it's like, it's not saying be like me. It's it's a business. Now, that's why you have to have your parents and people around you to let you know the differences between what um, – and it's pretty easy to understand. It, you, I don't think it, a lot of people explain it to them. But mm-hmm. it's the difference between um, – you know, my explanation for a kid would be when you go to school, you dress like this. You dress, let's say, you have to wear uniforms. You dress in your uniform, and you act this way. When you leave school, you act another way. You act like yourself. So that's the difference. You are, you have to present a certain facade to get along in this particular arena. And then when you go home and you are around your friends, then you act another way. It's the same thing with celebrities. They this is not really who they are. Okay, sure. this is this is this is a business, and it is a um, is a way of presenting myself so I can. This is a brand. I am. I am giving you an illusion, a very beautiful illusion that you like. Now, when I go home, I'm something else. But, yes, I understand what people say when they say these are role models, they have to be role models or whatever. But you know what? I don't think they should be looked upon as role models. They're not. Or royalty, for that goddamn matter. (laughs) You know, they're not. They're They're working just like everybody else. It's just a business. And you have to separate from the kids the difference between reality and an illusion. And there is nothing wrong with turning on the TV and enjoying your favorite TV show, going to a concert, whatever, or wearing your hair like somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. But you have to let them know what the difference is. And I think a lot of times parents, for whatever reason, don't let their kids know what the difference is because maybe they're caught up in it as well. So it's a great diversion, you know. Celebrities are great diversions. That's why we talk about them. That's why we do it because, it's, you know, it's not real. It's not for life. I don't want to talk about my life. It's boring. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I don't know. I want to hear that shit. So I want to, I'm going to turn on the TV or I'm going to, you know, talk about something that's a little bit more fucking interesting. So, but, yeah, kids need to know the difference. I know the difference. You know the difference. But they don't. So, but this was a bad deal for her. But that's... Rihanna, so whatever. <laughs> you know. I still okay. love her. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate that. And Eminem, shut it down. Oh, man. Uh, great show. Great topics. And I just want to personally applaud what Crystal broke down on Rihanna. I mean, that just wrapped up everything I was going to say because 
uh, that's if if anybody that's a young young parent out there listening, that's what I want. You know, you know what she just broke down is that that's the problem. That's the problem I see as a professional. That's the problem is I see as a guy in the community is that the kids are kids with absolutely no guidance. See, it's like whatever I did it didn't have an influence on me to a certain extent because I knew the difference because I don't care um, how many times I listen to something. Like, okay, like uh, even though it was just a, 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 an analogy when he said it, uh, but a, a line from uh, one of my favorite uh, KRS-One songs, Love's Gonna Get You, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I make about a G a week, fuck school. Now, Right. Even though that was a story of a drug dealer, a kid that had absolutely no background, absolutely no kind of love, where where me, you, and Buck heard that, it's like, damn, that's jamming. Other kid be like, damn, man, shit, man, I think I might be wasting my time in school. See the difference? So yeah. everything Crystal just said, uh, any young parent out there who got had fucked up parents yourself or something like that, Take heed to what she said because that's some real shit. You need to tell your kids the difference between, you know, what's entertainment and what's at. You don't pattern your life after no nobody on TV, you know. So it's the everyday people that matter. It's the people you can actually go up to and put your hands on. 99% of the time, that's who you're going to be. You're going to be a fireman. You're going to be a teacher. You're going to be a, a, a office worker, a factory worker, you know. The people you see on TV... Hey, buy their shit, support them, but leave it at that. Don't make your life after them, you know. So that's some good shit there, uh, see. But, uh, uh, damn, man, that shit was so good. I forgot the other two. T- nah, nah, I, I ain't forget about the rebel flag. But what, what was the other topic? The other uh, uh, I have that effect. Hood rich. <laughs> hood rich. Yeah, yeah, hood rich. Uh, now, one, I loved everybody's comments on it. I think everybody has great points on it. But one thing that could be taken from this from people listening who might not be too too familiar with, with some of the cultures that, that get labeled with hood rich is that a lot of times it's a stereotype itself because everybody that, that's riding on rims is not the dude with multiple kids for multiple women they ain't taking care of none of them. You know, every chick that's, you know, uh, being real flashy is not, you know, on welfare and all that. You know, some things about being hood rich, like some things about the rap culture or being from a certain generation or being from a certain demographic or even a certain race, a lot of times there's like a blur that, that like one brush stroke just don't, necessarily fit everybody a lot of times it do but not all the time some people who you see looking hood rich are actually hood rich they just prefer to have a 1964 uh drop top over a 2015 mercedes they they just prefer that but they can afford either one you know because sometimes it's just it's just a cultural taste or whatever uh like you know like like my dream car, uh, you know, when I get some more money or whatever, you know, it's a 
I want to get a um, uh, a all black Cadillac and with white guts in it and and uh, white on white Vols with the roulette, you know, uh, uh, triple coated platinum uh, roulette rims on them, you know. But I'm just saying that's that's something I would do uh, if I had or didn't have the money, if I could afford it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm not the type of nigga that's gonna go out here and. You know, my house is falling down, my kid is starving to death, and do that. So, But there are a lot of ignorant people that does it and mess it up for everybody else who just happen to have that e- eclectic hood taste, you know. All right. <laughs> 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 um, great points about, you know, the the, the flag. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's, a, it's a great starting point as far as everybody wanting to move forward. And me being an artist, like I say, you know, symbols are, you know, whether they're representative or misrepresentative, you know, I'll just throw some symbols at y'all. And, you know, you don't have to comment on them, but just think about them for a second. Um, Something as simple as a bunny is labeled with, you know, Playboy and, you know, and and the Playboy Mansion. Um, Certain certain symbols that are innocent symbols are depend on what part of the country you are, especially in the Midwest. I mean, you got, you know, stars and stuff like that, but you, you know that that can be taken the total wrong way. So just keep in context what I'm saying. So for, for the people that the damn rebel flag represent, you know, they culture and all that Well, I'm not saying it don't, but it's a lot of motherfuckers that, the shit represents totally, totally different. So, the same way uh, a, 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 a cop would tell somebody who didn't understand anything about certain things about gangs or whatever that hey, yeah, it's a free country and all that shit, but man, you might not want to do this right here, at least over here. I know it's a free country, but you might not want to do that. So, it's the same thing. If you don't want to send a message of hate, whether you mean it to or not, if it's not if it's something public, just be respectful of everybody's public dollars. If it's private, you have the, the right to do what the fuck you want. You know, just like if you, you know, whatever it is, whether it's the Confederate flag or whatever, you know, just like, you know, hey, I grew up on Rudy Ray Moore. I mean, freedom of speech to the fullest, you know. Uh, most of us grew up, you know, jamming too short, you know. And I couldn't imagine censorship, but at the same time, if somebody was saying we don't want to see Rudy Ray Moore or Too Short or NWA or anything else in a public school, well, I got to understand that because that offend. I mean, that represents everybody. So the rebel flag, the fucking swastika, all this shit, whatever it is, if it's something that's a public entity, you got to respect the public. Simple as that. You know, if you have a a certain sect of church and you want to put a big Nazi symbol up in there, that's you. If you have something, some kind of uh, celebration or whatever from the past, and you want to have a rebel flag 10 stories tall, that's you. But when it comes to something that's state, or national to represent every citizen in that in that arena. You got to you got to take that motherfucker down. You know, 
I taught my kids that that shit don't represent you from birth, so they wouldn't be confused. Okay. All right. I appreciate that, Eminem. And uh, I gave you an extra hour on that one. <laughs> I see. Uh. I, I appreciate that, man, because I heard that ticket start and stop like twice. <laughs> but um, my thanks to all of you for contributing to the show this evening. Uh Y'all have some good stuff to say. Hopefully some people can get something out of it. Fellas, you want to hang on the line for a bit? We can talk a little zone coverage for a little bit. Uh, Crystal, you're more than welcome to hang out as well. You want to talk some sports? Uh, I know how much you look forward to it. Uh, but my thanks to mallforall.coms, uh, Liquid Life Diet Drops, and The Exasperated Man by Blue Collar Glomeration, available on Amazon. Thanks, my show legends, for holding it down. The tweet chatters, chat room participants, Facebookers. The upcoming show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. If you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get caught up. Have a good night. Peace out for those not in the zone coverage. Everyone else, hang on after the break. If you own a business, you know how important it is to get the word out about what you have to offer. Nah, 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 nah. I don't want to play that. I'm Will Robertson. This is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. The other day, I'm driving my car, and I see this pickup truck. And as a cowboy, I spend a lot of time checking out pickup trucks. Don't know what it is? Just do. So I scan this truck, and as I get to the back of the truck, I look and I see... Ah, what the... And I see this person has a sticker that covers the whole back window. And it's a picture of the United States map, and it says, Stop, we're full. The first question I have to ask you is, Do you have any kids? And the second question is, do you know what kids are? Just so we're clear, kids are the young people that hopefully will grow up and be better than we are. Smarter, more open-minded, not vulgar, and not display hideous manners in public. I think this whole freedom of speech thing should be given to only those who can pass a test. Questions like, are you mentally stable? Are you ever wrong? Somehow I don't see our forefathers omitting manners while creating a revolution. Please show this sticker to your oldest living relative and be prepared for a bar of ivory soap. Get my cartoons at willsays.com. All right. Thanks to Will Roberts for the daily screen. All right, Buck Eminem, 347 Well, okay, we might call them. All right. <laughs> Just a couple of quick things, a couple of quick things. Um... Kevin Love is opting out of his contract with Cleveland. So the one, it, what looks to be a one-year experiment could be over um, if he signs somewhere else. I know Boston's going to be all over him. I know the Lakers are going to be all over him, um, especially if they can't make any, get any uh, DeMarcus Cousins. So, I mean, Eminem, the Cavaliers gave up Andrew Wiggins to get Kevin Love, and it doesn't look like it may work out. If they would have had Andrew Wiggins in the finals, could they have beaten Golden State? Oh, of course. Um, um, you know, I, he would have been guarding Steph Curry probably. Yeah, and the, and the thing about it is, j- just a little help. I mean, not you know, not to disrespect Golden State's win because I mean they they are the champions, and you know, regardless of how you win, New England Patriots or whatever, we have to respect it. But um, they almost lost. You know, with the with with J.R. Smith, you know, but yeah, of course, if, if Wiggins was there, I don't see him losing. Uh, of course, I definitely didn't see him losing. The love, you know, either way it went, if both if either one of those played, I didn't see them losing. So, 
Uh, I know Cleveland or any other team for that matter, uh, sometimes, you know, certain things just don't work out, almost like the White Howard in uh, L.A. But, you know, but um, you definitely don't foresee injuries. You know it's, it's, it's possible, but uh, you definitely don't foresee that. But the chemistry wasn't there, and, you know, him opting out and possibly going anywhere else is probably the best thing for the locker room, especially with the coach situation. Okay. All right. And uh, I think they would have been better off with Andrew Wiggins. But, uh, you know, one of the things where we'll never know. We'll see. He he can still stay there. Um, but we'll see what happens. I don't think he's going to stay personally. I don't think LeBron is going to lobby for him to stay either. I don't think LeBron right. cares for him. Right. That's what I was about to so, say. Le- Le- yeah. LeBron wanted him out. Yeah. And LeBron is the the, the GM. So, but um, P. Diddy was arrested and had to post $50,000 bail for allegedly assaulting a strength and conditioning coach at UC. He charged recounts of assault with a deadly weapon, one kind of making service threats, and one kind of battery. Essentially, they said that um, the strength and conditioning coach was really getting all over his son and told him not to come back into the weight room until the end of the summer. And Diddy wanted to talk to the man. The man didn't want to talk to Diddy, and they said Diddy picked up a kettle a kettlebell and tried to go ham on the dude. I mean, what do you think about this, man? No, you know the reports I've been hearing is it may have been self defense. That's what he's calling it. But I mean, he didn't know better. He probably had a little bit too much to rock coming up there to pick his kid up, and. uh you know, shit got heated. You know, just just wasn't thinking. And it's hard to think when you got a bunch of liquor in your system. I'm not saying he was drunk or he'd even been drinking, but I mean, just you know, you just don't just blow up on somebody. You may say something because somebody's saying something to your kid, but you just can't, you know, physically threaten them. So it remains to be seen how they call it, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. And, uh, I mean, Eminem, this is a situation where I think he does more harm than good. Because, first of all, if I'm a football player and a freshman on a big-time college football program, I don't want my daddy coming up there jumping on a coach. Well, well, number one, that's what I was going to get at, man. Uh, I, I don't know Diddy's background, but I don't think he was a athlete. Well, I definitely don't think he played football. Uh, when he's a he's probably a foreigner to the whole football culture, you know. And you know, all of us play. You know, all of us been around the game all of our lives. You got to have thick skin. If you don't have thick skin, you don't need to be on a football team. Especially, yeah, you I probably mean, won't even, be on the team. Even on small level, I'm talking about shit. You you got to have thick skin, damn it, to play pee wee. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I think it was just a case where. Um, you know, UCLA is a school very accustomed to high-profile players here and there and all that kind of stuff. Uh, matter of fact, Snoop's son is supposed to be there too, I think, this year. But, yeah. You know, no, Snoop nobody ain't doing stand smoking. Yeah. So, so like, you know, if you're not doing something right, the coach's job is to coach everybody. Nobody's going to kiss your ass just because your daddy can, 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 can buy their salary 
and and retire them on the spot and not even miss the money, that don't matter to a coach. You know, a coach is all about building his program and trying to win. So if the ball went, I don't I don't know the details about you know who started whatever, but number one, I'm saying most stuff like that is closed off to the public anyway. Whether it's a parent or just somebody wanting to come up there, I mean, it's like coaches have to coach a certain way, and you just can't have everybody in the damn way in the locker room or on the field or, you know, you start chastising somebody, you got to look up and say, oh, shit, you know, who kid is this? Man, that's too much stress. You can't do that, you know. Um, Now, if it was self-defense, I hope it was because it's like, Y'all know that on on the on the regular show we got through talking about hood rich. See that's what you call hood stupid. You you can't forget <laughs> that you got money. You know Mike Tyson did it. You know you when you forget you got money, people feast off that. So you know you can't just if it wasn't self defense, man. You just can't go around fighting people and doing shit you could do when you worked at McDonald's, man. You you worth damn near almost a billion dollars now, so. You know, hopefully it was self-defense because if it was, he is stupid, stupid, stupid. I agree. We'll see what happens with that. Um, Also, um, NBA news, Monte Ellis opted out of his contract with Dallas. Kind of surprised me. I thought Dallas would be a good spot for him. But it doesn't seem like um, the coach or Mark Cuban really cares for him. Or I know they don't care for Rondo. But – so their whole backcourt is going to be gone. I don't know exactly where it would be a good spot for Monte. I know but a I perfect think spot for Monte. Memphis. And it's almost like coming home, Memphis. Yep. I was thinking the same. Or New Orleans. But I think or Memphis Orleans, is a better right. fit. But, I think uh, Memphis but, is a better fit. Yeah, because I know Memphis even let Lanier High School perform at one of the home games a couple of years back. Well, that's before he was with um, oh, okay. Dallas. Uh-huh. And, you know, he's never been a part of the Grizzlies, but – I think when he was in, uh, what did he go first? Uh, Golden, Golden State. State. Me- well, he I, was in I Milwaukee think, first, wasn't he? Well, I Bucks. think he was Golden State, then Milwaukee. But I think when he was in Milwaukee, they came down and had a game against the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they let the school come up. And that's like, wow, you know, that's not even the, the home team's player, <laughs> you know. Right. All right, so we'll see what happens to him. But uh, you all have anything on your football teams? Uh, Eminem, I saw something that said Tebow is actually competing for a starting position. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, that's a smoke screen. Um, um, you know, I mean, I'm not saying he hadn't improved in certain ways or whatever, but at the same time, I'm not high on any of our quarterbacks. But, you know, but Sam Bradford can actually throw, so he's not going to beat him. You know, Sanchez is one of them guys that you know he 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 go up and down. But if he brings his A game, you know, Tebow can't beat him out either. So, um, and and Matt Barkley, you know, he can throw the football. So I don't. He might compete, but uh, unless it's just to get some kind of you know religious fanatic fans or something, I don't see him making. I don't. I don't see him doing nothing. Just. You know, I I never been. You know, I'm not a hypocrite. I ain't never been high on Tebow. So, you know, I mean, I always okay. want to see him convert to a fullback, kind of like how Frank Wycheck did. You know, he yeah, he went from a tight end to a fullback, and oh no, I thought that's where he was to tight end. Yeah. So, 
Uh, I could see him being, you know, a, a Tom Raffman. I could, I could see him being very good doing something yeah. like that, you know. But all right, we'll see um, what happens. Buck, anything going on with your Steelers? They retired. I know my dad retired, and Dick LeBeau <laughs> left Pittsburgh and still going to another job. Man, that's right. Crazy. So that's insane. Yeah, that dude just ain't <laughs> ready to give it up yet, man. He ain't ready to give it up yet. So, but um, I mean, as far as what's going on with Dallas, of course, you know, everyone's still trying to figure out what's going to happen with Dez Bryant. Uh, if they're going to be able to get him signed. And it's hard to say right now. I mean, it looks encouraging. I mean, he's showing up for um, practice. He's not practicing, of course, but he's showing up at least. Uh, He took the little team photos for the Monday night game to start the season, which I guess he kind of has to do that. Um, So I'm hoping that something happens and he gets signed because I really just don't want a situation where this is a problem when the season starts uh, for Dallas. Um, well, which uh, what's 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 the second receiver? Uh, um, um, oh, why'd you ask me that? Because from Baylor, uh, had a good year last year too. If you wouldn't have asked me, I I could have told you. Yeah, but uh, I, I, he had a good. He's a young guy. He had, he had, had such a guy. good year, and then Demarco Murray was doing such a thing. You know, I'm I'm always. A, a fan of running backs, regardless of the team. So yeah. uh, I can't remember who, you know, because matter of fact, we got Miles Austin since he left uh, yeah. Pittsburgh, I think. So Terrence Williams, that's his name. Terrence Williams, okay, Terrence Williams, okay. out of Baylor. And yeah. then you know, he, Cole he, Beasley is the number three guy. Yeah, so he he has he has a strong upside, but but I ain't gonna yeah. lie though, if, if without Dez out there, it's it's one of them things where. The threat is not the same. Yeah. You know. And without DeMarco. Right, right. Uh, I'm surprised y'all didn't go get what's his name. Uh, I don't know. For some reason, I think he would have been a good fit in Dallas. But the Saints got him. C.J. Spiller. I don't know why. I think he would yeah. be a good fit in Dallas, but it just seemed like it. Yeah. And he's that he's going to be that Darren Sproles type they're looking for in yeah. New Orleans. Uh-huh. He just can't so, stay healthy. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked him too, especially with in a role where he's not the number one guy. He doesn't have to have a lot of carries. Right. So, uh, Buck, are you there, man? Yeah, I'm here. You want to comment on the Steelers before we wrap things up? Hey, you heard what I said about Dick LeBeau? <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay. You know, Dick LeBeau, you know, the thing about Dick LeBeau is ran his ass out. You know, it was time for some, you know, a little bit time for a change on defense. Now Keith Butler, you know, had been been you know been under Dick LeBeau's tutelage for quite some time in Pittsburgh, and he was going to be the heir apparent, you know, on defense. Now that defense is not going to be that much different, but you are going to see some changes. But what I'm the thing that I really like, that I really think that people just don't know, 
we got two, we got two of the biggest bitches on defense I've ever seen in my life with uh, with Gellers being six eight and three three twenty five, and then you got you know you got big dad big daddy Dan McCullers that came out of Tennessee last year at six seven three fifty, and this drug ain't got no fat on him. Just, could you just imagine defensive line that large, and that's just two of the guys. And then you know we could you know we could substitute you know you got your other guy that's already started number ninety seven you know the oh shit I can't think of his name now but but his dad used to play for the Craig Ironhead Hagerson plays on our defensive oh, line yeah. so yeah so got you got three and he's six five so you got three you know you got three different linemen and a three four alignment and if you get any kind of movement you know them linebackers gonna have they're gonna have a feast. And that's just that's just part of it right there. You get a pass rush that damn dominant, and then you got different cornerbacks and you know new cornerbacks and new safeties in the backfield. Man, our defense has the potential once they jail. Man, we're gonna be hard to fuck with. And you know what our offense offense gonna be like. And then you get you add. I Sammy think the Coach offense too. is actually gonna be better this year. Yeah, Sammy uh, Coach I, good, and then you got you got Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell, D'Angelo Williams. Got D'Angelo Williams from the damn from the damn. Oh, y'all got um, D'Angelo? I, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah, yeah, we had to get somebody behind him. So, and then we got you know we got a couple of other backs and backs you know that well, I, could be up and coming as well. This boy is not going to be somebody I can fuck with once we jail and start doing you know doing what we need to do. But, but the linemen they they're going to be good run stoppers. But I don't know about the pass rush. I don't know about that. But it'll be hard well, to run on. I think the pass rush can be good. I mean, you guys, we gonna have some. We gonna have a youth movement. This is what I would do from a linebacker's perspective. I know we're not gonna use James Harrison like you know a starter unless you know get injuries or something like that. He's gonna move back to more like a you know coming off the bench type player. But if it was me, you coming in kind of high. Okay, um, if it was me, I would change things up because. On offense. Now, I would I would lead number ninety five on the outside, and hopefully he can come off the injury from last year and be do be a little bit better. Um, boy out of Georgia, who who has been injured the last couple of seasons, you know, just coming off. But I would leave. I would put the guy that Shazier replaced on the outside, which I think his last name Williams, that came out of Florida State, who actually started. For Larry oh, yeah, the year before. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, hey, that, that dude got a, got a good upside. I mean, he's yes, going to he be one of the future stars. I mean, if he don't get hurt or yeah. just do something crazy. I would move him since, since that, we got too many inside linebackers. I'd put him on yeah. the outside. Then, you know, maybe do Bud, you know, Bud Dupree, right. you know, maybe, right. you know, kind of train him and get him ready. And then, you know, lead 95 out there and then have James Harrison switch off. Man, I'm telling you, man, we got we have we got in place what we need. You know, I know we made a lot of changes, but it just it all depends on gelling. If we yeah. the defense gel, uh, hey, who y'all really got to stop AJ Green, man? Man, we start AJ Green. Yeah, that's the what last I'm thinking about theaters. the DBs. I wonder what the DBs are going to look like. Well, I mean, that I'm not really too concerned concerned with it at this point. Mainly because our defensive line and our linebackers, I know we we've injected a youth movement in those, and I really think you know, as long as we do what we're supposed to do, you know, I think we'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Bucks are <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
I really think I really think he's going to really come down to a couple of players. He's going to come down to whether 95 can jail and actually be a pass rusher. He's going to uh, we're going to bring back uh, number 28 and put him back out there. You know we benched his ass last year and put him on injury reserve. Uh, you know this year's a new year. He's six foot one and you know 205 pounds. So I think you know with that size. That would be A.J. Green cover, you know, cover, depending on what, you know, how we, you know, how things go. Uh, all right, but uh, you know the reason why I said A.J. Green, because other than Cincinnati, with uh, Baltimore just pretty much changing a lot of personnel, and Cleveland, uh, they just, they feel a lot as soon as they get started. Yeah. Really, that's the only thing that's going to seem to be in the way of maybe winning the division is uh, A.J. Green, because I don't even consider Andy Dalton a quarterback. You got to look at it like this. That division is for us to, you know, it's our division to lose. And, I mean, really and truthfully, long, you know, really what it's going to boil down to us whether we win the division or not is what we do in our first first three games. You know, if we can come out of those first three games, two and one, maybe two and two, we'll be fine. So I'm not too concerned you know, whether our offense is going to have to tote us a little bit until the defense can jail, but it's our division to lose. And I really think, again, like, like we played, like the division was last year, it's going to be really, really tight. It's going to be a slugfest in our division again this year, but I think we got it got it on lock. So I'm not really concerned. I think we'll be fine. Okay. Well, I wish I could say that, but like I say, man, I'm, I'm just, you know, uh, Two weeks ago, we got rid of Evan Mathis, you know, mm-hmm. one of our Pro Bowl guards, and and I think we picked up some joker that bounced around to a few teams, came from the Jets or something. I mean, I'm big, you know. I, of course, I love the running back position. So, I mean, to 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 build our lineup, we had Lane Johnson, you know, he coming into his own into his third fourth year. Jason Peters coming off his second healthy year. Now we start dismantling uh, a line that we put together, and, and, and because we, you know, we we had so many injuries like a couple of years ago. It just, you know, Vic got key. Of course, he held the ball too long a lot of times, but yeah. you know, to, to build back up and then to dismantle, man, I'm sitting up here like, like I don't know how much more of this Chip Kelly crap I can take. I mean, damn. This way, I, I'm, I'm a Philly fan to the end, but I can't stand Chipmunk, man. He killing us, man. <laughs> Me and Quincy got a bet on it. See, if y'all stop on four, that motherfucker gonna be gone by week five. Because well, I don't think on four. I think if yeah, he starts I mean, off um, one and three, I think he, he he's gonna be in trouble. Well, I tell you what, so, he gonna find out real quick that. That you know, no, 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 this to Portland people or whatever, but a Portland fan pissed off and a and a native Philadelphian fan pissed <laughs> off at two different people. Yeah, he, he won't be able to come out that tunnel. He really won't, man. He really won't, I've man. never seen, I've never seen anybody just dismantle a football team as quickly as this guy. And I've seen some college coaches come in and come and go. But I've never seen one do anything like this. This is just unprecedented. Right. And you know, I mean that joke. That joke will make it. I mean, if it works, they're gonna call him. We a got rid of back in February. We got rid of Todd Harriman. You know, he's yeah. also mm-hmm. a, 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 a solid 
uh, guard we had, you know, not Evan Mathis. Of course, you know, everybody and their mama know about all the skill players he got rid of. And yet, yeah. Riley Cooper is still there. And I ain't saying because of what he said, but I'm just saying production. I'm just saying, like, damn, man, you know, I'm just like, boy, you going to get booed. I'm to my man. I don't know if it's going to be my security if we start out 0-3. Man, that yeah. that just. Man, he going to get assassinated. I'm telling you. It's going to be something <laughs> nasty happening to the The first coach I mean, assassinated. He's going to get assassinated, boy. Because, I mean, I, I mean I've I've talked to a few Philly fans just in passing because they see my Steeler, Steeler necklace and shit on. We talk about it, and they all sound like you. And they, some of these people are ready to kill this man already. So I know he's got to be getting some death threats or some shit, but the bottom line of it is, is this. You cannot get rid of that many skill positions and and, and win a, you know, and, and just win. We're in the division with future Hall of Famers, Tony Romo, yep. Eli Manning. Uh, then who knows what the hell Washington going to do. Because right. if, if RG3 yep. calms down, it's not like he can't win. And now you want to yep. dismount a team, and everybody and their mama know you can't find offensive linemen on the street corner. It takes years to develop that kind of stuff, man. Yep. Look it's it's really, it's a sad day in Philly, and I, I'm just, you know, there's gonna be a dark cloud if y'all start out 0 and 3, and maybe a bloody cloud because that motherfucker will get shot. And I'm telling you, so but we, you I, know, like I say, I, I just really, really, really don't understand nothing this dude doing. And then, like I say, you, you notice this was, this was the quietest. <laughs> Uh, comment I ever did on a draft show because, like I say, I'm sitting up here like, I mean, I'm just like, damn, all this shit, and we still didn't get Mariota. I'm just like, wasn't this the point of doing all this? I'm just sitting up here like, oh, man. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking like, okay, Sam Bradford, okay, that's some kind of smoke screen for Cleveland, and then we're going to get, you know, some picks, and then some kind of way we're going to jump up, and, you know, maybe nope. some somebody done pay somebody in the alley, and we're going to get Mariota, and, man, damn. Now that went south. I'm sitting up here like that. It's Damn. like, wait, Sam Bradford really is my quarterback. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Tim Tebow and Mark Sanchez and everybody else who people are made fun of. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Everybody people are made fun of. That's your that's your quarterback. Right, man. You got Sanchez, Tebow, and Sam Bradford. I don't and even know. I mean, and the thing about it, now, we, we all, as kids, even going back to the seventies, looked at coaches building their their system, bringing in their type of guys. You know what I'm saying? You know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sitting up here thinking, like, okay, this group of people don't seem to fit Chip Kelly's style based on what right. we thought what he was doing, including Demarco mm-hmm. Murray. And I'm I love Demarco Murray's running style, but. Before this season, do you really – I mean, that just didn't seem like uh, even a back that we would have. So I'm just like, man, like – I've never seen anything like it. I don't even know if DeMarco Murray going to get 600 yards behind the offensive line you got. So if, I, if I don't even have – I don't even have the confidence that your offensive lineman is going to be able to make holes for your running back. Just imagine what's going to happen to the quarterback. It don't matter then, who's you know, going to 
And then don't don't even get into team leadership and all that. It's like all the leadership is gone. You know, yeah. Darren Sproles is not really a, a, a eagle eagle yet, and he only played one year. I'm just saying, like, you get rid of offensive linemen that have been there for, like, five, six years and, you know, just coming to their own. Now, defensively, you know, we're not bad. You know, Byron Maxwell definitely going to be an added uh, acquisition, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, then we picked up um, – um, damn, I'll think of it in a minute. Shit, I'm blank. But you know, defensively, we made some decent moves. But, but I mean, the defense gonna be tired. I mean, man, we talking about the NFC East. You know, when I say the NFC East, the most competitive, a lot of people misconstrue that. I didn't say we had the toughest teams. We, it's, it was parity in the NFC East, other than the old St. Louis Cardinals. But it was parity in the East going back for decades. Yeah. Know, before they changed all the it's rules. It's just a to help tough division. To win. Exactly, because every year it was wide open. Now, we went from last year, especially we kept Deshaun Jackson, we went from favorites not only to win the division but to win the freaking Super Bowl. Now, we sitting up here like saying, well, damn, if Romo, Eli, and the Redskins just don't completely just start dismantling, hell, we might be possibly, I hope not, we might possibly be last, man. Man, he can't, he can't. Have that happen? He he can't afford that. That's all there is to it. He cannot afford that. If if the Eagles are anything other than a playoff team this year, that guy needs to get out of town. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, with, without to. a press conference, he don't need to say anything to anybody. He just needs to disappear. Or somebody can go to, to his house. And wonder why he ain't been bringing in his mail and be like, man, this nah. fool gone. Now, 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 we all know smart coaches. You know, Bill Walsh is one of the greatest ever. You know, uh, you know, Buddy Ryan was a, was a master on defense and all that kind of stuff. Of course, we know about Belichick. But one thing about it, Belichick done cut a lot of people. You know, he got Ocho ass out of there and all that. But he, ain't, you see, he ain't cutting Tom Brady. He ain't no fool. Chip Kelly right. has dismantled our whole team. Yeah, he has, and um, I hope y'all don't win but three games. Man, I, so, I know you. And I hope, and I, I hope all of, I hope all of my AFC games too. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was sitting up here thinking we could ever match. I said, man, I wonder what Q and old, old Chuck K talking about. But you know what though, if, <laughs> but you know what though, if he, if he won the division. And made the playoffs and made a run. Well, just to say he won the Super Bowl or whatever, would it would he not be called one of the greatest coaches of all time in any sport? Uh, you know what? Possibly. At this point, that wouldn't be called the greatest coach. That would be called the greatest miracle. Because at that point, <laughs> it would have to be a miracle. Because I don't know if a coach in the world could make that shit work to win the Super Bowl when you dismantle your whole team. We ain't talking about we got rid of Foles and brought over Aaron Rodgers or, or right. you know, or, or, you know, we just loaded up with, you know, we got Josh Gordon replacing Jeremy Macklin. Then on the other side of Josh Gordon, we turn around and got, you know, Andre Johnson and still picked up Frank Gore. We ain't if talking Sam, about that kind of If Sam Bradford takes them to the division title, I think he wins coach of the year. Well, and, and then Sam Bradford, hand down, win MVP. 
Because I did, man, he would play, he'd be playing his tail off with no line. We don't got no rid doubt. of this man offensive line. <laughs> no doubt. All right, fellas, well, let me wrap this up. You know, we'll be talking more football as we approach, uh, you know, training camp and everything. Uh, my plan is episode 500. I might make that my season finale, then take a couple of weeks off, and then really get back into foot, the zone coverage um, maybe about a third week of preseason or something like that. Uh, so some big things coming up for the show. And um, I'm excited Excited about getting back into football again, man, and ultimately yeah. college football will start playing and stuff like that. So it looks like it's going to be another interesting season. All right, so what show number is this, uh, Q? Uh, this one is 490. Wow, so that's going to be sooner than, than what I think. Okay. Yeah, probably about five weeks, five or six weeks away. So probably uh, I'm looking at August sometime, right around the end of July or August. So, and I still don't have any idea what I'm doing for 500. So I guess at some point I need to start planning. But uh, you know, that's a lot of shows, fellas. <laughs> that's a lot of shows. That's a lot of lip service. A lot of talking. But no doubt. I mean, if I could go back and probably add up all the hours for every episode, man. I mean, doggone, we're talking about over 2,000 hours of talk. Well, I, well, it, it's paying off, man. Because I'm, I'm studying. I mean, every week, you know, I, I'm just like it, it's some it's some different type of sponsors, but it, it's a plethora of, of yeah, of ads. Yeah, they all over the place from musicians to comedy to whatever. But they're coming in, so I mean, I definitely appreciate them, and I got a couple more to bring in next week. It's just good to be a part of. It's just good to be a part of the show because oh yeah, man, I think. You know, I think, you know, as a whole, you know, we bring we bring some all of us bring something to the table, and I think you know something that you know everybody can bring come to the table, and that you know listeners can you know apply to their daily lives, and we I think we're making a huge difference in people's lives. You know, if it you know if it saves one person from doing something stupid, or you know, help somebody you know be you know, entrepreneur or whatever, whatever topic we may be talking about. So yeah. I really think that, you know, even though sometimes we come in, you know, with a little bit of the comic relief, it makes sense. And that's what that's the cool part of being part of this show. And, that's and what you, makes get you, it. It. Right. you get both sides of it. And you get both sides. Sometimes you get where, both sides of it, which right. is even better. <laughs> even when it's someone where a majority of the people say, okay, that person is wrong, you still get to hear that wrong side that everyone, you know, everyone gets to consider all all sides. So right. even if a majority right. of people disagree. So I think that adds to the element as well. And, 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 to, and to book point, man, about helping people, uh, I know when you first, you know, when you first started the show, I don't think you was, like, doing the podcast and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you got into that, and you pretty much lost count of the podcast downloads. I was just like, man, yeah. there's some people vibing off what we're saying because these are the people that never calling in, probably never ever gonna call in. But whatever yeah. it is, they enjoy it. They're listening. Yeah. So, and it's cool because yeah, I got a, a Facebook message. I posted on Facebook the other day. Somebody said I listened to your show. I'm on my morning commute and I really enjoyed it. Talking about the show. Um, 
about uh, being faithful that we had Monday. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah, so it's kind of cool, you know, when people hear the show and they get something out of it and they enjoy it. And I think most people would enjoy it if they just took the time to listen. Right. I think most right. people would enjoy it and be entertained, uh, especially for people in sports. If they just listen to zone coverage, man, if they listen to our draft show and hear the draft, unlike any other show that's out there now, I think they would have a really good time. Man, zone coverage during football season is second to none. I'm talking about nobody's show because, for one, this joke is uncensored, you know, so right. you're getting it raw from the sports bar, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, exactly. So, and then, you know, like Monday's show was kind of cool having other Q call in. You know, it's been a minute for him. Uh, my man Stanley up in Montreal, I didn't recognize him at first, but, you know, Stanley chiming back in, and my man Ty joining in the mix. You know, he was new, but they all made great points. You know, even gave me an idea for a future show coming on July 7th. So, Hey, hey Q, speaking of, of, of people ain't called in a while, when the last time you heard from, uh, what is it, Lost in Idaho, that dude? Um, I keep up with him on Facebook, man. And, uh, you know, he lives in California. Now. I got I got a two- or three-year-old. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so uh, I have to get him to chime. You know, he'll chime back in when football season starts. He's a Panthers fan. Yeah. So he'll chime in and talk about what? Carolina, I'm sure. Where's Miss Boom Boom at? I ain't heard from her in a while. I have no idea. I have no idea. She dropped off after the season finale in February, and I hadn't heard her back from her. Yeah, and then I don't work there no more, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure Ms. Bomo might find her way back. She seemed like that type to find her yeah. way back. So there have been a lot of people. I got to, you know, try to catch up with Milani. And right, uh, right. Milani's been taking a lot of pictures lately, man. Milani's starting to, to rock that model look. I don't know if y'all oh, see really? these photos. Yeah, she's starting to rock a model look, man. She's taking a lot more pictures, and she's looking good. So I don't know if she's trying to get into another, get into something else with that, but uh, <laughs> so okay. I'll try to reach out to her. I'll try to reach out to uh, Miss Vixen to catch up with Bethany her. Bethany Benz. And uh, yeah, Bethany would be difficult, but I'm gonna try to because uh, <laughs> Bethany, man, she gets so many tweets and stuff. It's hard to get her attention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would love to get her back on for another interview, personally. Oh yeah. Uh, Especially a live episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, like live in studio, like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to work on trying to get Miss uh, Alexis K. Tyler back, the Eminem soulmate. I'm going to work on trying to get <laughs> yeah. her back, Miss Vagina Power herself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, she was great. And so I mean, they got a lot of people. I'm gonna try to maybe reach out to and everything, man. But what, what um what um what Archie them been up to lately, man? Well, um, let's see. I don't know about Arch. I I heard from his uh, fiance Mashivia a couple of weeks ago, and we chatted okay. a bit. And I think she's finishing up school, and because she said she was gonna try to call in sometime soon because uh, she didn't want to lose lose her status on the show. Uh, so I have to probably remind her and definitely try to get them in for 500, you know, and, you know, true, true speech and, and people like that, the, the cocktails and conversation divas. And, As, uh, you know. 
And when uh and then when uh Alex, I hadn't heard from him in a minute. And uh yeah, yeah, Alex is man, he's always lurking around on Facebook. So, cuz he he'll message me the morning after a show a lot of times to make comments on stuff and crack on Crystal. Uh, <laughs> 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 he loves giving Crystal all right time. If she didn't like, if they didn't both like Star Trek, and she, they probably end up hating each other. But no, nah, I mean he loves picking on Crystal. So uh, yeah, I hear from Alex quite often on Facebook and stuff. Man, man you don't have so many guests, but I tell you what, uh, uh, yeah, probably over two hundred and fifty. Yeah, it was it was good. Um, I'm just thinking about the very first season before I even started coming on. I know one time earlier, was it this year or earlier, the late part of last year, Lori had called uh, that they came on the show for way back. And, Lori, um, Lori. I don't refresh my memory. Lori. Lori. Uh, you remember, like, um, she would call sometime back when Worm would be on. Oh, um, Lori. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then for a long time she didn't call back, you know. Yeah. Uh, her and I got into it. Yeah, we was talking about you know dating dudes in jail or some some something had yeah. came up crazy like that. And it was somebody else that had called. Well, of course Virginia Princess. That's the ultimate. Man, I would love uh, to have her back on. And uh, I can't remember the guy. The time I he didn't. Uh, we was talking about spanking Scott. kids or something. Yeah, that was Scott, Scott yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, he was a cool guest. Um, man, I, I don't know. I, I, you know what? It's, this is crazy, but I actually have lost track of the people that I called in because I used to could just kind of ask and, you know, and between me and you going back and forth, we could just about hit up everybody. But now right. it's just like, damn, how many people done been on this show, man? I, I mean, it's been quite a few now. I don't know. How many different people have been on the show? I'm honestly not sure. I'm honestly not sure. Um, I think at one time I was trying to keep up with that stuff, and then I just got yeah, so far behind uh, trying to do it. Uh, one time Jules used to call in a lot. Uh, yeah. And uh, what's the other lady? Um, damn. I think she was from Baton Rouge or somewhere. But Angie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the man-eater. Man-eater, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've reached out to her a couple of times, and she's like, you know, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll get back with you. And, I mean, you know, our folks just just busy and stuff, man, unfortunately. So can't really catch all of them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's some people who come through and go. Like, it's been a minute since – um. You know, Brandy J. Flynn, it's been a minute for her. Yeah, she actually uh, had a, a segment at one time on Wednesdays or something. Yeah. I was just going to ask yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so then you have uh, Lauren Dahl, who called in, who did the sex show and a couple other shows. Uh, Carmen haven't called in in quite some time. Right. Um, who else am I forgetting? Oh, uh, I was kind of thinking, uh, what's the name ain't called in a long time? Well, she called like one time, but she, she seemed to have a good time when she called uh, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hadn't heard from Courtney. Well, she works right. like then, uh, eight, Ryan eight had called so. once, but he didn't yeah. call back anymore, I don't think. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. And, um, I got to get back in touch with Miss Manhood. I probably try to have her come on for number five hundred. And um, I, you know, I keep up with her on Facebook and everything, and she's 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 cool. Yeah, but it would be definitely cool to have um, at least somebody from each year. Say what about? I said they actually did an article on something that she's doing, part of her work that she's doing now. They did an yeah, article I on her. And they, yeah, I glanced pretty, at it. I glanced at it. Pretty good read. Yeah. Hey, hey, Q, did you ever say it, though? What's that? I, I said it would be cool for, for show number 500 to have at least one person that's kind of synonymous with each year. Yeah. And that would be a good idea. I mean, and I would have to try to figure out who for what year. Like, for the first year, you know, would it be True Speech? Would it be Milani? I would probably think they come to mind for the first year. Nah, for, for the first year, you got to, if, if it ain't, if it ain't uh, a worm or, or, or Laura, it's got to be me. Well, that's nah, true. <laughs> no, nah, that's true. But, uh, I mean, I, I definitely <laughs> that they catch reach out to Worm and uh, get him. I, I would love like, to be able to uh, get my first two, my first ever guest on yeah, from the second man, show. That'd be too cool. Uh, that'd be from too Thun- cool. Thundercat and uh, and Tor, but you know, Tor and I really ain't talked in a few years. Um, but you know, I keep up with Thundercat on Facebook. She's lost a lot of weight. She's looking good, so props to you for doing your thing. Um, year two, I have no idea. Oh, I got to reach out to Brittany and Erica Parker. It's been a minute since I talked to them. Oh, uh, man, I forgot all can, about them. Yeah, the, yeah uh, the, the young, uh, they wanted our advice on different stuff and all yeah. that stuff. Now, you know yeah. what, though? They, they missed their blessing because it was so many people to download the podcast, I think, on that show. That man, that probably could have turned into almost like a segment by itself, you know, with it them really calling and letting the legends kind of tell them what to do with the, the the you know the sorry dudes they weird and all that kind of stuff, you know. Mhm. I mean, I, I think they could have really made it. I mean, for year two, I think they could represent. They were on uh, quite a few shows. Yeah. Um, for a minute. Yeah. And then, then we had uh 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 what's his name uh. Because uh, was it not Cordova man? Uh, damn, what was that dude's name? The uh, they did the fantasy football type stuff. Uh, no, nah, this dude he he was real radical, kind of like me. It was certain stuff. Uh, he was from California. He called in like one or two times. Um, okay. and then of course Mr. Solutions. Yeah. Then it yeah. was uh, Pianchi. Uh, mm-hmm. see, I, thought, like, I think some of them might be the same people. I don't, I don't know. know. Like somebody was, somebody was telling me, Clean Classy and other Q were the same person. Wow. And, and what year did uh, the Bad Man first call in? Was that year two? Uh, I think that was yeah. year two. Yeah, because that would be a good one for. Because certain years I, I remember kind of like who who called. Uh, they yeah. kind of kept calling, and then uh, Archie and them was like what year three maybe? No, Archie came in um, probably in the second year. Second, okay. he was in pretty early. So I could, um, I haven't heard anything from Courtney Shell on 
on on Twitter in a while. You know the girl out of Tallahassee. Yeah, I forgot yeah. her. And I then what happened to on. the? Uh, I, I can't remember the, her name. The uh, no, no, it wasn't mm-hmm. her. It was a guy. He was like a little young dude in college. I think he was in Tampa or something. Uh, uh Geo. That might no, no, that. no. I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name, but I know who you're talking about. I'm thinking about Gio, the guy from, um, I think he was from, like, Guatemala or something, and they did the immigration show with the other girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then what happened to the, I can't remember their names, the uh, the ones that wrote, was writing the, the the plays, the movies, the Puerto Ricans. The, uh, yeah, Yesenia Bailey and um, Jenny Ruiz. Yeah, uh, yeah. They still... Cool. You know, doing their thing and on Facebook, and um, they posted a new video on my group the other day. So um, I chat with them in passing to try to help promote their stuff. And then, of course, I got to um, – I just saw her on Skype a few minutes ago. I've got to reach out to Violet Ivy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, what, year four? Uh, year three when she first came out? I believe, I believe that was year three. Yeah, two thousand July two thousand thirteen. All right, what what year are we in now? <laughs> this is we we started year five. Okay, okay, okay. So it'll be five years officially in February, but this is. Uh, well, I guess you could say we're doing year four, in the middle of year four, so approaching year yeah. five. Started Man, February two thousand and eleven. I mean, like, and I, I'm sure book can attest to it, like. We done been legends so long and got so used to college. It's just part of the routine. So now there's no significant in dates. It's almost like, okay, it's Monday. Are we having a show? It's Tuesday. Are we having a show? If it's football yeah. season, maybe if it's Sunday, we having a show. It's just like I used to kind of keep up with the how long and what episode, and but now yeah. I lost track of that. Now it's just I just go by the day of the week. It's like I just hope I'm back close to a phone, <laughs> you know, by you know by at least a right. decent time. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, difficult for me to keep up with everything, man. It's, at one time, I was like, I'm going to try to keep up with this and figure out what show everybody started on. Uh, man, there's too many shows to go back through. There's too many shows to go back through right now. So, yeah, I mean, you you're talking have, uh, about... You have to get you a few college interns. Team. And yeah, I have to have a team. Yeah, to tell them to start listening and writing names down and <laughs> what year it was. Right. <laughs> All right, fellas, let me shut this down, and I'll catch up with you guys next Tuesday. Tuesday will probably be the only show for next week because uh, I won't be available Wednesday night. Um, if something hits me, I get the urge or something big happens in sports, maybe I'll do some zone coverage on Monday, like an 8 o'clock start time, but I, that just depends. So you, you're not going to have a, 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 a MLB all-star break show? I don't even know when the All-Star break is. MLB. I'm not sure what, what, what you're referring to. Middle linebacker show? <laughs> hey, don't don't let the youngs hear you saying that. <laughs> right. The only thing I know about, the uh, only news I have on MLB was some report of some manager that ate 17 popsicles or something. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know what that was about. 17 popsicles? He got high, didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he got diabetes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Eating that many damn popsicles, you don't have diabetes after that shit. No sugar gonna like go that. straight up. Yeah, that's gonna straight. be that's, 
That's going to come out the thermometer there. Yeah, believe that. All right, fellas. I will catch you all, all right. next week. And uh, appreciate you chiming in, as always. You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Go to TalkToQ.com for a calendar, more information, blase, blase. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World?